Chapter 1, The Operations, by Kristen Holloway. It was a bitter night that held a rowdy crowd down at Mary Jane's bar. A good-looking Sam Gear was dressed all black and staring at a beautiful young woman across the bar. The young woman looks back at Sam as the bartender points and she bites her lip. A few girls surrounded him, but he remained uninterested. He already had his eyes on his prize. "'What's wrong, Sam?' one of the blondes asked in a seductive tone. "'I have some business that I have to finish up. Please excuse me,' Sam said as he slipped away into a sea of unknown faces. A few moments later, he appeared beside the young woman from the bar as a glass was placed in front of her own cue. "'You looked a little low,' Sam said, catching the young woman off guard. "'I'm flattered, but I was just about to leave.' Oh, come on, the night is still young, Sam pleads. Okay, one more drink, she says, giving in. Great. Seat taken? All yours. Sam took the seat next to her, and he noticed a glowing pendant hanging low on her neck. He wanted to reach close to her, but instead he turned his attention to the bartender. Bourbon, please. His attention is drawn back to the necklace. That's a stunning necklace. Oh, this? It's an old gift, thanks. It suits you. A beautiful necklace for a beautiful woman. The young woman blushes, and before she could pick up her glass to take a sip, she stops to look at Sam. So, what do I owe this drink to? Sam, and you don't owe me anything. Just let me show you a good time tonight, said Sam, coolly as his bourbon is placed in front of him. I can do that. I didn't catch your name? Jane. It's my pleasure, Jane. Sam reaches for her free hand and plants a small kiss on the back of her palm. As he lifts his head back up, she took a large sip of her drink. Sam is mesmerized by her every move. He watched her as she gracefully laughed and touched her as much as she could. Time seemed endless when he was with her, and by the time they were finished up their conversation, only a few glasses were left in between them. "'God, I can't get over how beautiful you are,' Sam said as he finally was able to touch the glowing pendant. Jane moved back to give herself some space." I know, I've been watching you, Jane said as she looked around the room, noting all the jealous eyes as they were mentally tearing her apart. The ladies sure love you. Ah, uh, well, I'm just a simple guy who knows how to make a girl feel special. This made Jane laugh. And you know all the right words. So why don't you come home with me tonight? Jane laughed, surprised by his forwardness. Well, don't you get to the point. I just know what I want, and I think you want me too. You think? No, you're right, I know, Sam assured. Then what are we waiting for? After you. My room should be quite cozy. It's just a few blocks down at the Hilson. Even better. Jane takes Sam's hand and leads him toward the exit. Sam trails behind Jane until they reach the Hilson Hotel across the street. As they make their way into the elevator, Sam tickles up Jane's arm and she gives him a seductive smile. He quickly advances and begins to kiss her on her neck. Jane moans in pleasure and then pulls away to kiss Sam. Within a few seconds, the elevator pulls up to Jane's floor, and she playfully exits the elevator, leaving Sam to chase after her. Sam catches up with Jane when she gets to the door, and he can't keep his hands off of her. She struggles to get the key into the lock as Sam kissed her all over her body. She drops the keys laughing and then finally manages to get into the door. They find themselves immediately drawn into each other. Sam pushes Jane into a room until he found the bed. He carefully pushed her back into the bed and stripped off his shirt, exposing his toned, muscular body. Jane looked up to him and bit her lip, drinking him all in. Sam dived in and slowly began to inch up Jane's body until he got to her lips. Oh, that feels so good, she moaned deeply in his ear. Yeah, you feel good. I can hear your heartbeat. Is it beating fast? Oh, yeah. 
What do you want to do to me? She pleaded. I want you to be still so I don't have to clean up a huge mess after. Jane's eyes pop open, and before her eyes she saw Sam transforming before her eyes. His fangs began to protrude out of his mouth, and his eyes started to glow. He reached down to sink his fangs into Jane until suddenly she finds a weak spot and is able to kick him off the bed into the hard wooden floor. What's wrong, babe? Afraid of a little love bite? Sam said with a sly smile. Sorry, guess you're not my type after all. Jane pulls out a seal's badge from under her dress and showed it to Sam, revealing her true identity. You're under arrest. Sam laughed. What's this? An undercover cop? How charming. I would have at least waited until the third date. Didn't they ever teach you to leave a little mystery? I'm not going to let you hurt anyone else. And I thought I had been followed. Those girls loved what I did to them. You saw them. I gave them new lives. You took their lives. I won't let you take any more. It's over, Sam. I'm sorry, sweetheart. It's not over until I get what I want. Sam stalks around the room in front of Jane, trying to plot his next move. Jane scanned the room for her cell phone until she spotted it on the nightstand next to the bed. She thought for a second, but then quickly made a dodge for it, dialing a number. Sam caught up to her and threw her against the wall, making her cut herself on a broken picture frame. She picks up a piece of broken glass and plunges it into Sam, but he smiles at her unaffected. Suddenly, Sam picks up Jane by her throat and holds her in the air. Oh, I love to watch you squirm. Tell me, Jane, did you stay up all those nights wrestling with the thoughts of one day you would finally bring me in? Huh? That you would be the hero? Sam brings Jane in closer to whisper in her ear. Did you have nightmares of all those dead girls calling your name? Let me give you some new perspective. Sam's fangs grow, and he draws into Jane's neck until he stops. He pulls away and makes a face. What a filthy surprise. In the heat of the moment, the SEALs team bursts into the room and is able to tackle Sam. He hisses at Jane before he's sedated by some of the agents on the team. Agent Aaron Saunders rushes over to aid Jane, who's on the floor choking. Weathers, are you okay? Aaron pauses when he notices the cut on Jane's face. Damn it, we need a medic. Jane watches as they carry Sam's limp body away. A medic shows up beside Jane, but she picks herself off the ground. I'm fine. Kylan takes off off the building, and Aaron watches her with deep concern. The rest of the day was a blur. Kylan sat in her apartment, staring at her bedroom wall. She scanned the photos of all the victims of Sam's crimes. She was able to close the case, and yet she felt like something was missing. The sun slowly rose in the east, and it was time for another day at the office. Kylan grabbed her keys and headed into the building of the SEAL's headquarters. She stepped into the lobby and was immediately hit with praise. We wanted to thank you for all your hard work you've done here at SEALs for the past two years. You've done amazing undercover work for us, and you've taken in the most notorious beast we've ever seen. It took months to bring in that serial bloodsucker Sam O'Connor, but you never gave up, and it's finally paid off. You have a gift, Agent Weathers. Good work. Oh, come on, guys. You didn't have to do this. Jenna, a fellow agent, walked up to Kylan, giving her a pat on the back while whispering in her ear, We never celebrate here. Better enjoy the free food and drinks while we can. You're right. A few agents walk up to congratulate Kylan until she meets eyes with Agent Saunders. Weathers, he nodded. Please, Aaron, Kylan, and you really don't have to do this. You deserve it. You work too hard. Well, I wouldn't expect anything less coming from a man who taught me that I should do what's right to make our world a better place. Yeah, you're very bright. Anyway, thanks again. I have to go wrap up my reports. There's always work with you. Well, I did learn from the best. No slacking off was a favorite motto of yours. At least grab something to eat first. Kylan paused, resisting the urge to fight back. 
All right, I will. And Kylan, you know you don't have to go in and do this on your own. What do you mean? I mean, we would have gotten there quicker if you let us know about your whereabouts sooner. No one knew that you planned to take him down last night. If it wasn't for the GPS tracker on your phone and some officers being close to you in that area, you could have been seriously injured or worse. I know you like to handle things by yourself, but Kylan, we're a team. We work together, not against each other. Kylan stood still for a moment, drinking in his words. She slightly smiled. Yes, sir, next time. I'll make sure you're the first to know. Now please eat. Kylan shrugged her shoulders but walked toward the huge table of food to mingle. As she gathered her food, she ran to Jenna, who was tasting the food while she packed her plate. Aaron on your case again? As usual. He pushes you too much. I don't see why I won't let you do your job. You're pretty damn good at it. Yeah, he's just looking out for me. We all can see that. He's the reason why I'm even here in the first place. Without him, I don't know where I'd be or what purpose I would have. Jenna laughed. He's definitely taking you under his wing. He was a different man before you joined us. Strict and unbearable. He was hard to read, but when you two were together, he becomes a new person. He's not just our superior, he's our friend, she said with an upturned nose. Kylan looked over to Aaron and saw he was chatting with the other agents. He appeared to be laughing and letting loose. Kylan nodded in agreement as Jenna continued to stuff her face. The lull of the afternoon turned into night. Kylan came through her front door and threw her stuff on the couch. She sat down beside her things to take a deep breath. Suddenly, her eyes caught a shadow flowing through her kitchen. She made her way to a secret stash to pull out a gun. She swirled toward the archway of the living room, and then she spotted a woman in her late thirties standing in the middle of the dining room, dressed in dark green. She's tall and enchanted and beautiful. Wow, look at what this world turned you into. A cop? Didn't take you for the type. And a Neo. Where? How? Kylan said breathless. The same way you got here. Why are you here? Kylan said, getting more and more upset. Well, this isn't the welcome I expected. I haven't seen you in ages. You look the same as when you left, except now, butchy? And Aniel said as she examined Kylan. And Aniel, you shouldn't be here. Yeah, and I can see why. Better go before I become one of you. Kylan isn't moved. She held her ground, demanding. Why are you here? Jeez, okay, how about this, Kai? Hi, I miss my best friend so much. How's your life? And Aniel says as she stalked around the apartment, her eyes scanned over the piles of notebooks and a mess of papers on the coffee table. Has something horrible happened? Kylan said through gritted teeth. I'm fine, thanks. And Aniel pointed out, but realized Kylan hasn't moved or taken a breath. She continued. Yes, everything has been falling apart since you've left. Everyone is freaking out about you and wondering if you'll ever return. You can assure them I never will. And Aniel shook her head. Well, only one thing can assure them, and that's your pendant. Kylan slowly reached up to grab her pendant and began to glow. And Aniel stepped closer in awe. I don't want them to have it, but I'm afraid they'll come after you to find it. I can fend for myself. Kai, I think it's best for you to give me the pendant. I'll protect it from you, and that way you'll never have to go back to Pantheol again, and no one will hurt you. Kylan thought for a moment. She swirled the glowing pendant around her in her hand, imagining her life the way it used to be. This was her home now. Pantheol was a place of the past, and she trusted Anna and Niel with her life. Fine, I'll do anything not to have to go back, Kylan said as she handed the pendant to Annaniel. You're a wise woman, Kai. I always admire that about you. What happened to you anyway? Kylan doesn't take her eyes away from the pendant, which is now 
being tucked inside of her best friend's blouse. I made a new life for myself. I can see that. This isn't what I expected from you. There are piles of papers lining the couches and side tables overflowing onto the floor. The eeriness of the darkened room added to the lonely state of Kylan's inner demons. The clutter helped to clear her thoughts. Yeah, well, I found purpose in this line of work. Kylan, you can't forget who you are and where you came from. I'll never be able to forget, and that's why my life is what it is now. Anna Niel stepped closer to Kai and looked into her eyes. In shambles? Fighting bad guys, huh? Seems to me like you're trying to make up for what you've done in your past. When will you let it go? When justice is finally served, Kylan said without blinking, and Anil laughed. There will always be a bad guy, a crime to solve, someone to save. It's great you've chosen to live that kind of life, but Kylan, when are you going to save yourself? They stared at each other, and it was as though the air had been sucked out of the room. Finally, Kylan breaks eye contact and heads toward her front door. Well, you got the pendant. What about you? Where are you going to go? Anil sulked. Far away from Pantheal as possible. Might even cause a little trouble. They laughed an easy laugh, allowing the room to be a little lighter. Anil embraced Kylan, catching her off guard. Be safe, Anil. Kylan breathes heavily. Are you kidding me? You terrify me. Take care of yourself, girl. But then again, you're you, and there isn't anything Kylan can't do. Anania looked Kylan up and down and laughs again. A cop? Wow. Never in a million years. Kylan watched her as her only fateful friend leaves her standing alone halfway between the outside world and her barren home. Anania waved as she swayed her hips back and forth in a playful manner and showing her good spirits. Kylan had longed to be back in a world she had once called her home. Her mind instantly started to replay Anania's words over and over in her head. She was right. When was she going to save herself? The rest of the night, Kylan tossed and turned in her bed. Kylan felt a deep, unsettling feeling climb inside her. She grew tired of aimlessly staring at her four walls. It was a habit of hers now. The files of all the men she had called aligned around her bed. She picked up Sam's picture and examined his face. Why did he choose to hurt people? Why couldn't he follow the rules? It had been four years since Kylan had moved to her city and she had been with the SEALs team. It was Aaron who had taken her in and under his wing. She looked up to him. He stood for everything she hoped to accomplish. Justice. Kylan's mind moved. Shit.